welcome to Are We There Yet? Market Scale's online video podcast series that focuses on highlighting the most exciting cutting edge projects in all of transportation and mobility today. As your host, I'm really uh, excited and fortunate to have the opportunity to spend time with leaders representing these exciting organizations, really learning about what's at the very cutting edge of transportation and mobility. And an area that I'm really excited to explore more today uh, is the RV industry. This is an incredible industry with an all of transportation mobility. Uh, it's a $140 billion industry that's uh, even greater this year and growing just at a, at a rapid rate. Um, we know that uh, about $75 billion within just RV manufacturers and suppliers, $31 billion of that overall industry just within RV sales and services. And as I shared, uh, growing every year, uh, currently uh, a compound annual growth rate of about 8%. So it's only growing and only expanding. I think that a lot of the interest and the demand in the in the industry has really been seen, especially over the last few years, as all of us uh, enjoy kind of escaping from society a little bit. And what a great way to do that than through traveling in an RV. And so today to speak with us within the series about this incredible industry and about a company that I think is one of the most exciting and innovative organizations in the entire RV industry are the founders of RKS Off-Road, Travis and Elizabeth. Travis, Elizabeth, hello, and welcome to Are We There Yet? Hi, thanks for Thank having us. Thank you so us. much, Graham. really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to have a conversation today um, about the RV industry and about the incredible company uh, that you've started and just some of the really unique products and technologies and characteristics of the RV that you offer that's really unlike anything else in the entire industry. Um, you also have, uh, for me, what, what I think is a really exciting and just inspiring story about you know starting the organization kind of leading up to where you are today. So if you don't mind, Travis and Elizabeth, I'd, I'd love to learn a little bit more just uh, about who you are and RKS Off-Road and maybe kind of that journey starting with when you started the company. Do you mind sharing a little bit of the story with us? Absolutely. That would be very nice. All right. So let's start with who we are. In case you haven't picked it up yet, I do have an Austrian accent. So I'm from Europe, Austria. I came in the U.S. through the automotive industry. So that's uh, where we both are originally from, industry-wise, professional-wise. And then we've been married for some time now. We have little kids. And when we started to try to rent RVs ourselves, we found that there is a, a room for improvement on the quality side. So seeing that there is a lot of uh, quality issues and coming from the automotive, we figured hmm, we can do something there ourselves. And that's how we started the first renting out RVs, learned even more so. And then said really, you know what, let's try that ourselves, building trailers. And that's how RKS of Road came about. And we founded the company in 2019, just before the pandemic really hit. Started with our first what's called mule build, where you try to build up a prototype, just a Frankenstein, so to speak, mm -hmm. where you chop up all kinds of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, in the midst of that, the pandemic hit, and that threw a monkey wrench, so to speak, in our uh, plan. But this is how we came about. So since 19, we are launching and building trailers. Yeah, uh, as uh, Elizabeth touched on, I'm also from the automotive industry, uh, electric uh, EV vehicles. Um, we did go into the rental business for uh, seven years. And so we got to experience all the kinds of issues that these vehicles go through. It's not like when you buy one for yourself and you might take it out twice a year, um, these vehicles were out uh, very frequently about half of the year. 
So it gave us a really good feel for what would fail, what does fail, and where the improvements can be. And so when we decided to start the business in 2019, we decided to start it up because we're family oriented. Um, RKS stands, it's the first letter of each of our kids' names. So it's uh, Riley, Kinsey, and Sean. Um, and it's to represent what we, who we are. And as a product, we wanted to represent something about who we are as well. And that's where we'll get into um, more about the trailer builds, why we went this direction, and what the future looks like. Yeah, yeah. I think the best companies, as, as your company demonstrates, you know, we're really started, um, you know, around seeing that opportunity. And uh, in your case, it was it was really, um, you know, seeing that that a lot of these new RVs that are coming across, you know, the manufacturing line, even brand new um, can can have issues, quality, you know, related issues. And it sounds like you really saw that within, um, you know, your, your very successful RV rental business and really kind of saw the need and the opportunity for a, a better built RV and uh, very much offer that, um, you know, with uh, with your company, RKS. Um, so definitely a much higher quality product. Another aspect that, that I really like about um, your, your RV and the company is that you very much focus um, on that off-grid capability, which to me only seems natural. I mean, that's the idea of an RV, right, is to escape from society. And while certainly it's nice at a RV park or whatever to be able just to kind of plug in, you know, to all of your t utilities and everything um, like that and water and all of that good stuff. I mean, really kind of the idea um, and purpose a lot of times is, is kind of escaping to somewhere that is a little bit remote and off-grid. But as I understand it, a lot of the RVs that are you know currently available today, they're not really set up for, for going off-grid. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Many will have some tires just to get into the, the woods, so to speak, but then you're pretty much stranded regardless. So we took it further. We were focusing on truly off-grid with the water management, for example, electricity, and more. So it's not just slapping on some off-road tires and then there you go. So it's more than that. You got to look at it holistically. Yeah. And a lot of the RVs and trailers out there, what they do is they they add the generator as your ability for off-grid. But our direction was very different because not only do we want to be off-grid, but we're very much for nature. We love nature and we want to reduce the, uh, the footprint. So we actually are designing our trailers mm -hmm. to operate without a generator. So you can even go into 100 degree weather with you know, air conditioning running, refrigerator running, everything. And the goal for us is to have so you can be out there for an extended period of time and not need a generator. Yeah. Yeah, very good, very good. That that seems so silly, right? That that a lot of the current RVs you throw off off road tires on it, and uh, now you're ready to go off the grid. Uh, to me, it's kind of like the idea of throwing all season tires on a car and saying, okay, you have an SUV now, you know, hit the trails. So um, it makes sense that there's a, a little bit more that's required, you know, to really go off grid with with an RV. Travis, you mentioned, you know, having that kind of power capability beyond just having to rely on on a generator. And, and Elizabeth, you shared definitely a need for kind of a much higher, you know, quality build on the RV itself. Um, as I understand, um, you know, there's some other components that kind of go into this off-grid off capability, um, one of those being like the, the, the water reclamation, for example, and kind of creating some efficiencies in the way that kind of power is used and generated within the RV. Do you mind maybe, you know, kind of sharing with us some of those kind of major characteristics or things that are needed to really call an RV off-grid? Yeah, sure. So 
Let's start with the water. If you think about you want to go out extended period of time, you need to bring water. So first of all, bringing water is heavy. So you're lugging around a lot of weight, which is not carbon friendly, right? Because you're going to be blowing through a lot of gas, just towing that thing. Um, and then once you use it, what are you going to do then? <laughs> so, right. So you're through really quick. So one of the, if you look at statistics where you spend most of your water in a household, is either watering your lawn or flushing down the toilet, right? So this is where you spend a lot of drinking water, truly. And we figured, well, that's not very efficient. Obviously, if you go out on a trail, you're not watering the lawn per se, but the toilet flushing is the next thing in line where we wanted to see what can we do. And that's how we founded, founded um, Expiatech. That's the water reclamation company. And it's a good... Um, synergy in combining those together. Yeah, so when it comes to the water reclaiming, um, the important thing here is walking before you run. So we have a technology that we're working on with the target of taking all of the sewage and putting it into a reclaimed water status uh, or, or state. Um, but right now what we have in the RVs is that we're recycling the gray water to be used to flush the toilet. So. Anytime you're flushing the toilet, you're not using fresh drinkable water. You're using shower water that's been filtered and, and reused. So that's what we're doing today. What we're doing for the future is we're working on a technology that allows us to take all of the sewage and literally recycle it with our ultimate tor target to filter it down to uh, drinkable water. Um, because we're thinking not only for off-grid today, but where do we want to be five years from now? And we really want to start looking into uh, government contracts where somebody has to be out for an entire month on a site. Um, how do we get drinkable water to be able to be available? Um, so these are the things that we're working through. So quick scenario. Imagine hurricane, fire season, earthquake scenarios. Now you have the first responder going into these catastrophe areas. So fresh water is not always necessarily there, right? So what are you going to do then? And those were the thoughts. Well, if we can tap into that need or support that need, really not tap into that, but helping these guys, mm -hmm. these first responders, you're already struggling as is with surviving there. Now you have to worry about fresh water or no, I guess they're not really. That already is very beneficial and takes yeah. a huge pressure. Yeah. So what are some of the reasons? I mean, this makes so much sense to me. And, and as an RV owner, um, I've fumbled with current technologies and products with the wastewater and gray water and drinking water and everything that's required, you know, and all of that with current RVs and current technologies. What, what are some of the reasons why this type of technology, this type of product kind of specific to the water reclamation, why, why that hasn't been offered, you know, uh, so far? It, it, it's such a need to me that I can just clearly see um, why aren't we enjoying products and technologies that, that do all of this, um, you know, such as that, that that you've introduced now with, with your organization? Well, I think that there is out there a little bit just with filtration systems, but they, they don't have the ability to take the raw sewage from the toilet and bring it to a reclaimed state. Um, a lot of the technologies that are out there today uh, around that are actually pretty um, energy in, uh, intensive. Mm -hmm. And so if you're off grid, obviously, the other attribute we need to make sure of is that we can operate this with extreme efficiency. 
So what we did is we actually went out there and found um, a company that already has a patent and process uh, for a more organic process of getting it from sewage to reclaimed. It's actually using the bacteria from the body to actually go through and uh, consume the waste. It's actually part of the process. So it's using a very natural process without any additives. Um, it's been proven uh, since mid-1970s. They have been using this around local areas, but haven't gotten it out there to market because in the in the housing industry, there's a lot of red tape and you're you're fighting other uh, types of industries like the um, uh, uh, not the porta potties, but the shoot. Now I just <laughs> blank. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, gosh, what is it the, the the, where you have to you have to pump out from the uh, um, not compost? Yeah. Gosh. Huh. Oh my gosh! I just completely hit a blank. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, you're bumping up the sewage. It's the sewage. It, yeah. It's local. It, it yeah. goes underneath the house. They don't actually have a. Yeah. The. Oh, like the septic or the. Thank you. Septic tanks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. stuck on septic. Yes. <laughs> um, so the the problem is that with um, the septic is a very strong industry. Uh, and so coming out with something that would compete with septic systems uh, was very difficult, a lot of red tape, and they never got it to the market. So what we're doing is we're offering them an opportunity to get that technology proven in an RV industry. Very different because in the RV industry, you don't have all that red tape. There is no septic system for an RV. So what you're introducing is a new technology that could be a very strong fit. The challenge that we go through is the initial design was made for homes and commercial properties. We now have to scale that down for an RV, and then we have to make it so that it can handle the G-forces, the the temperatures, all the different altitudes. Mm -hmm. So that's where our challenge is. Um, And that's where we're working through that in conjunction with getting these trailers out and then eventually that technology, which would be in the next two years, would get into the trailer itself. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You did that on purpose. Get, you weren't really stuck on septic. We're used to septic systems getting stuck and everyone getting stopped up. And so I feel like you kind of did that on purpose to illustrate the problem with the septic tanks. Um, but but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, What's reception been like? I know you've had some conversations, you know, with potential partners and customers, you know, that are very excited, you know, about this, this technology. What's some of the reception been in the industry as you've kind of had conversations about kind of this um, solution um, that, that the company now offers? Yeah, I mean, we, so we have, um, we had a couple of emergency response teams that reached out to us. Um, and so they're very interested in, in our trailers uh, because they're looking for something to get out there after a hurricane. So you have trees that have knocked down all kinds of really hard situations. And with our tires being all-terrain 34-inch tires, um, it basically just roll over anything and everything. Um, and then the whole off-grid, just like what Elizabeth was talking about, uh, they're concerned with how are they going to get water, um, how are they going to keep electricity flowing. I mean, we're working with even wind um, generators in order to help keep the batteries charged up. So emergency response teams has definitely been an interest. Yeah. And just to give again a 
very easy example. These guys, all they want to do is have not only fresh water, but enough power, for example, to make some sweet cookies. So you're again in one of those areas where they are, everybody's struggling. They lost everything. I mean, it's a catastrophe big time. Right? And all these people want is just some five minutes of normality. Of home. Of home. So making cookies or bread or whatever it is, simple things like that is huge. But obviously you can't do that if you yourself don't have enough power. So, and I can't, like that. I can't name drop on this, but there is a UTV company we were working with uh, where our toy hauler trailer uh, was one of the few that can actually fit their UTV. Um, so when we talk about the trailer, I know we've been talking a lot about the water side and the power side. Um, however, there's other attributes about our trailer that are, are very intriguing for the market because it can fit more for such a small size and such a low weight. So when people look weight. at our large trailer, uh, a lot of times we have people coming by and saying, oh, it probably weighs about 7,500 pounds dry weight. No, it's actually less than 5,000 pounds dry weight. And with it fully loaded, it's probably closer to the 7,500 pounds. So what we have is a trailer that's very deceptive to the, to the ideas of what's in the industry today. And our goal is to make it so that it can be towed with a half ton full size truck so that when you get this trailer, you also don't need to upgrade your truck in order to tow it. Um, however, the trailer, just talking about that weight, is designed to handle up to 14,000 pounds. So everything on that suspension, everything on the trailer is overrated <laughs> for the trailer. And it's so that it can handle the abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and being able just to stock truck, don't need any upgrades, more than yeah. sufficient, you know, with towing capacity to tow, um, you know, the trailer. But with these types of capabilities and that quality of the build uh, is is huge. And and definitely the reception within the industry um, has been pretty incredible. I mean, I, I noticed a couple of uh, articles and quotes, you know, from uh, thought leaders kind of within the industry. And I mean, I've, I've heard things, you know, that that you guys, you know, RKS Off-Road is really thinking a lot about the future, specifically the future of kind of sustainability and electric vehicles. And um, I saw another piece, you know, where they, um, you know, described your technology as absolutely game changing, you know, within the industry. And so the reception, you know, has been pretty incredible just already, um, you know, about uh, RKS and, and the products that you offer. So so really nice to to see that. Um, who are, who are some you, you've shared, you know, with me, Ben, and I think anyone that's kind of, you know, an RV owner or potential RV buyer, you know, has kind of this idea, you know, of really, you know, going off grid, but, you know, I'd, I'd love to learn a little bit more about, you know, some of, uh, um, your owners out there, some of the individuals that, that benefit, you know, from, uh, um, you know, having an, an RKS, uh, RV, what, what are some of the things that you hear from them? Um, or maybe, uh, you know, uh, trips that they've taken, you know, with it. I'd love to, you know, hear a little bit more about, you know, some of those stories about how individuals love to use your products. Well, the majority um, of the customers are actually from the technology. They're engineers. Engineers. They're actually engineers. <laughs> they appreciate the thought process put in the trailer. They appreciate the quality, how these trailers are being built up. And I mean, we had conversations about the welding uh, line of the, the uh, hitch to the frame, right? And if you have conversations like, hey, look at the knot and da-da-da-da, <laughs> really interesting 
they have those detailed conversations. So the majority are really engineers and technical people appreciating really quality and they are the families. Yeah. So. A lot of families. Mm-hmm. I mean, our first customer uh, was up is, is up in Oregon. Yeah. Um, they go with their family. They have two kids dog. and dog and uh, you know, they, they, they go out frequently um, when it's not just overbearing because they've had quite a few snowstorms uh, recently, but uh, we get photos from still. Um, what we found is that with the, the first launch of our product, um, a lot of our initial customers, they're still in touch with us directly. Um, and that was something that we wanted to do from the beginning is to have that kind of community. Um, again, we're a family type company, so we want to maintain that. Um, one of the stories I heard long ago was about Tiffin. Uh, they are an RV company um, that was ran by a guy very much customer focused. And what we what we learned about him is that you could always reach him. You, you ever bought a Tiffin and you wanted to get in touch with the owner, th- there was always a way to get in touch with them. And we really mm-hmm. like that as a philosophy. So we try to instill the same at RKS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely do. From everything I've seen so far, you really are a very community, very family focused company, really, really passionate uh, about your your products. I think that that's, um, you know, very, very clear. Um, related to that, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you, you each have incredible backgrounds within uh, automotive and um, you've transitioned to, to very much a focus now um, within the RV industry. I'd love to learn about, you know, what was kind of that initial spark? Why, why are you so passionate about, about this idea, um, you know, of, of, of not only starting an incredible RV company, uh, but developing technologies through the other company w- related to the water reclamation, as you shared, but then just kind of overall RVs, you know, set up for kind of off-grid use. What are some of the things that that, that drove you to becoming so passionate uh, about the industry and, and the solutions that you now offer? Well, so when we met in the EV startup scene here in California and even in Michigan, you run into a lot of new technology uh, topics, themes, features, whatever, right? So you, you're very much on the, the bars of the technical development. Then when we started to rent out the RVs and saw the, the status of the technology there, we, we thought, oh my goodness, I mean, this is like the 80s in the automotive scene, not to bash anybody, but there's a lot of um, catch up to be done. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to just go ahead and say, well, we can do that. We, we know what can be done, what technology is out there, what people actually want. I mean, having a blind spot detection system on your RV should not be rocket science. <laughs> Everybody has it on their car right now, right? Or a rear camera. I mean, you're backing up a 15 feet, whatever, big vehicle thing. And you have no way of seeing what's behind you. For Little, trailers. Yeah. yeah, for trailer. Like our trailers, all of them have the, um, when you back up the light, right? The wet light, for example. Nobody has that. And it's so simple. <laughs> Hey, I'm backing up my trailer. Watch out, right? Pretty easy. Not, not technically challenging either. It's just stuff like that where we saw there's so much stuff to be done and we wanted to just go ahead and do it. And the beautiful thing is, is because we're from the automotive industry, uh, when I say we're from the industry, we're on the development side of that industry. 
So we have uh, resources available to us on the engineering front mm -hmm. where when we decided to jump into RKS and develop our own trailer, we didn't do it with the traditional trailer methodologies. Um, we started with a blank sheet of paper. And I guess you, you hear a lot of startups go in that approach because, you know, a lot of these big companies are kind of stuck into their infrastructure and how they do things. And we really wanted to come in with a different approach. So the way our trailers are built are very different from what's kicked out of Indiana. Um, the, the trailers that are out of Indiana um, is all about mass volume. It's all about just get the walls on there, make it look pretty, get it out the door. Um, they also drive the trailers all the way over to the dealer. And then the dealer has to fix problems because the quality of the trailers and RVs coming off the line are not to the standard of what they would want to sell to their customer. So they spend almost a week getting that ready to sell to the customer. And that was a new thing for us. So when we designed our trailer quality and off grid was top of our list. And we knew that we were going to have some hiccups along the way, but we're going to, we're going to have the best quality trailer out the door. And that was our target. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely accomplished that. And, uh, I, I similar to you have a, a background in automotive and myself more kind of on the retail side of things. And I can, I can never imagine a, a case where you have a brand new vehicle shipped from the manufacturer to a dealership. And now the dealership is responsible for, you know, fixing some of the mistakes and, uh, overcoming kind of some of the lack of quality and spending a week, you know, before selling that vehicle. Right. I mean, in, in, in automotive, you, you peel the plastic off of it and do a couple of checks and service and sell it later that same day. Um, you know, so this idea of a week, you know, kind of within the RAB industry just doesn't, doesn't make any sense and so very clear that there's a problem there i think you've certainly overcome that with your product and gosh now you've taken it to the next level um you know with all of these off-grid technologies and the the company too sparking uh focusing on the water reclamation side of things so um i think you've definitely accomplished that you know within kind of that goal of a better kind of rv that's that's set up uh, the way that it needs to be for for off-grid so congratulations on that thank you thank you yeah we're really proud of it and we're really proud of our team it yeah and coach frankie you're spending so much money on an RV or trailer or whatever. Uh, quality should be, I don't know, there, right? It should not be an extra thing. So it, it's just part of it. And if you buy, some, buy something for, I don't know, five bucks or so, you're not necessarily expecting high quality, right? But if it's more and all those trailers and vehicles are a lot of money, then it should be really inherently part of it. Just a little story. One of the vehicles that we bought when we had our rental business, um, it was a Mercedes-based uh, Class C RV. And we literally drove it off of the parking lot of the dealer. Of the dealer and I had bought just bought it. And we had, new. okay, we had water, brand new, we had water pouring over my head in the driver's seat when we came off of it yeah. and it turns out they didn't properly seal the the roof and it had rained the day before and it accumulated all the water inside the walls of yeah. the rv and when i went down off of the driveway all the water came down and onto me 
And that's a, that was a $120,000 Mercedes unit. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say I was driving off of Mercedes lot and I bought a $120,000 Mercedes and I came off that lot. If that was the case, the company would have been hung um, or something like that. But in the RV industry, this is the strange thing for me, Grant, is that it's it's almost like the American automaker back in the 70s where we're all doing the same level of quality so we can we don't have to focus on it and then japan comes in with their cars and starts proving hey we can build them better and then the american car industry had to change yeah. i feel like the rv industry today is is where the automotive industry was back in the 70s hmm. and it needs a wake up mhm so well, that's, that's where we're hoping to help with that wake up call. You are helping. The The alarm is buzzing. And, and, and thank goodness that you and California have come to save the day and said there's a better way to do this and setting a new bar, you know, for quality within within the industry. So um, I love I love that you've done that. Um, my only regret in all of this is that we didn't meet uh, a couple of years ago before I purchased my RV because it's been nothing but problems ever since associated with the quality. Uh, so I'm going to have to definitely make the switch to RKS uh, myself here real soon. And I know that there's a lot of audience members out there uh, that will be excited to learn more about RKS Off-Road and your products and will be excited to learn more about uh, your company and technologies on the water reclamation side of things. And so I know there's going to be a lot of individuals out there excited to learn more, a lot of companies out there that are going to be excited to explore partnership opportunities uh, to work with each of your organizations uh, as well. So if you don't mind, would love for you to share maybe the website and where they can learn more uh, about the companies, if, if you would, please. Uh, yeah, so rksofroad.com yep. and xpadech.com. And Very good. contact is always info at rksofroad.com or info at xpadech.com. Perfect, so perfect. It's there. And as Travis shared, like the like the other CEO that you mentioned, you are both so accessible, and I really admire that about each of you. That that really um, anyone who wants to get directly in touch, you know, with with each of you, the founders of the organization, you do make yourself uh, very accessible, as as you've done with me. And so I do really appreciate that. I think you certainly lead by example, you know, within the organization. And so I think anyone that reaches out will will certainly experience that with with each of you, and uh, and I especially just uh, appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, today to to talk within. Are we there yet? And you know. Kind of fitting within, you know, the the theme of the series, um, you know, I'd love to maybe just kind of conclude with just kind of asking you outright, you know, when we think of RVs uh, and RV that that is set up, you know, to really go off grid and to provide that experience that so much of us want um, today, are are we there yet? I guess, you know, I would have to say that we're not there yet. Um, I think that the quality does still need to improve, Grant. And I think that when it comes to off-grid, I think the technologies are there. So I believe the technology and the ability is there. But the industry itself, I think, needs to work on it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Very honest and and I think accurate answer. The industry as a whole, not quite there yet, uh, but I think thanks to each of you, thanks to RKS Off-Road, the incredible products and technologies uh, that that you're offering, uh, we we are getting there. It, it very much uh, sounds like. And so uh, it's time to wake up the industry, uh, as you shared with us, kind of the 1970s U.S. auto industry. It sounds like the RV industry needs a bit of a wake-up call. And uh, I appreciate each of you and the organization so much. Uh, 
setting the alarm off. It's it's official now, and it's time for everyone to wake up. And I think that if organizations, uh, you know, follow your lead, uh, we'll get there really soon. So I appreciate your your insight on that, and for your leadership within kind of getting the industry where they want to be. So um, just want to want to thank each of you, you know, so much for for taking the time to talk today. I really appreciate it. This has been an exciting conversation, and I know our audience and communities are all going to benefit uh, very much uh, from from our conversation today and uh, from learning a little bit more about RKS. So thank you so much for that. Thanks, Grant, for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us on your show. Are we there yet? I love the show. So I'm really happy that we had an opportunity to get on. Um, So thank you very much. Appreciate everything that you're doing for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, 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 you're very welcome. And I look forward to us kind of having some side conversations about me, maybe trading in the current model and uh, making the switch to RKS myself. So I need to lead by example, right? So I'll be, I'll be looking to do that real soon. So, well, very good. Well, thank you so much. As they shared with you, please do jump, uh, you know, to the websites, uh, learn a little bit more about the organizations, Travis and Elizabeth, very accessible. They'll be excited to, to speak with you. So thank you again. I hope each of you enjoy the rest uh, of your day today. And uh, it's been a lot of fun speaking with you. Thanks again. Thanks. Thanks, Grant. Have a, good one. Have a great day. Thank you.